uh, really just kind of having these wise sayings that maybe you've heard, uh, maybe a grandparent has told you, but what we're really doing is we're taking a walk through uh, a book of the Bible that really is truly wise sayings. Uh, this book of the Bible is Proverbs, and all through the month of June, we're going to be looking at Proverbs together, and it's so exciting. Uh, so we're, we're today talking about anger, and next week we're going to be talking about God's plan. The week after that, we're talking about joy, and then... Uh, the fourth week, we're going to be hitting on mentoring and discipleship. And the last week, we're going to be talking about how do we filter some things out in our life? How do we guard our heart in our life? And so we're just going to be walking through this together. And so here's my challenge for you. June is coming quick to us. And on the way out today, you're going to receive a piece of paper that has a calendar on it. And on that calendar, it gives you... Uh, each day of the month, a different proverb, a different chapter in Proverbs to read. And I think it'd be so fun if we as a church during the month of June, if we all said, you know what, we're taking in this wisdom literature from the Bible and we're just all studying God's word together. I know uh, many of you, you've got devotionals that you're already digging into, but just reading a chapter a day uh, all together as a church would be great. And then if you want to take it the next step up, each week, we're hitting on a specific verse in Proverbs. And I thought that it would be amazing if we would, together as a church, memorize that theme verse for the week together. And, and think about this. By the end of this five-week series, if you've memorized these five verses, when you have these moments that come up in your life, right, when you struggle with anger, and all of a sudden this verse about anger pops into your mind, how much more is God's word helping you in those moments, right? Or you're wondering about, man, I know I've planned some things, but things didn't go the way that I planned, right? And then all of a sudden, this verse about plans pops up in your mind. Could we this month read the whole book of Proverbs together, and by the end of the month, would we be able as a church to have five verses memorized? Once again, on our way out at the very end today, you'll get a calendar with all that information on it. But today we're talking about don't poke the bear. Have you ever heard that saying before? It's not a proverb, right? It's just a saying. And I don't know about you, but I've poked the bear sometimes, right? Uh, maybe you guys have done this too. Some of you, you like to do this. It's like a habit of yours, right? I remember this one time. There was this kid named Ryan. He's staying at my house, right? I didn't know Ryan very, very well, um, but I did know how to pull pranks, okay? And uh, so Ryan was sleeping, and me and some other, maybe my brother and some other guys were awake, and they're like, hey, Ben, you should take some hair gel. You know, the old L.A. looks, like the bubbles in, in yellow. Or anyways, you should take some hair gel and go and pour it on Ryan while he's sleeping, all right? Now, what you don't know about Ryan yet is that Ryan didn't cut his nails very often, and so he had some, some serious nails on him. Well, he wakes up, right, after I'm pouring hair gel on him. And I, like, run down the hallway. And, of course, the fools that I'm with hide in the bathroom and keep me on the way out, right? And so it's just Ryan coming down the hallway. I have poked the bear, all right? And, and he doesn't punch me, but he scratches me across the face. And I had these four scratch marks on my face for, like, a month. I was like... Remind me not to do that again, right? Or, or my older brother, Jeremiah, right? He's scared of snakes. So what am I supposed to do as a good younger brother? 
scare him, right? And, and so one day we're walking in a field together and, and I pick up a stick and I throw it at my brother and yell snake, right? And it lands next to him and he jumps, you know, like a little sissy. And, and, and I laugh at him. And in that moment, he runs back and punches me, right? I lost that one, okay? Once again, what we don't want to do is poke the bear. That's not a good idea, but oftentimes, and really this is the angle that I want us to look at, is oftentimes we're the bear or the bear comes out in us when we get poked in some type of way, right? Have you been on that side where things didn't go your way and all of a sudden uh, you're like, man, what, what just happened to me? Literally, this just happened uh, to my family yesterday. We, we pull up to, to Domino's. We thought we had ordered at the right place, right? We had not ordered at the right place. The place we had ordered at was 15 minutes away, and instantly we go from, hey, we're getting pizza to, oh, my word, this is terrible, right? And, and it's so interesting how they can just so quickly change like that. You've had, those, you've had those moments, right? You're, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you see the check engine light come on your car and then something begins to break and you're like, I don't have the money for this. I don't have the time for this. And you just start getting upset. Or maybe it's another situation, right? Your, your boss or a coworker comes in, you know, the annoying one, right? And, and you're just struggling and right away you're, you're having a hard time keeping your anger together. You guys wanna know some things that like, begin to, to boil under my skin at times. And I don't know why these are like trigger points for me, but uh, when my kids spill a drink, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me, right? Like you've heard the saying, no, don't cry over spilled milk. I feel like I have cried over spilled milk, all right? And, and I don't know what it is. Like they spill a drink, I'm like, man, why did I give them a cup without a lid again, right? It always ends up happening. Or if I'm late, if I'm running late for something, and, and I'm thinking, man, I, I should have got ready earlier, should have got out of the house sooner, all of a sudden I just start realizing, hey, I'm agitated, I'm angry, and it was my own doing. I'm in charge of my own schedule, my own life, right? Or if I... Um, miss a responsibility if I forget something that I said, oh, I'll do. Because I, like, I want to be a person who my yes is yes and my no is no. And all of a sudden I realize, man, I totally missed it on that. I instantly get upset, really with myself, but it, it kind of can begin to ruin my day a little bit. Like, man, why am I so dumb? Like, why would I do that? Why would I forget those things? For you, what are some of those items that begin to just get you angry. Everybody's got something that, that maybe is easier for you to get angry about. Maybe it's a, a person or a place, a situation. But uh, what gets you from zero to 10 very quickly? And here, here's the thing that I have us think about. Does anger matter? Does anger matter? And I would say this, it, it does matter, but we need to, to recognize this up front is that the, the act of being angry is not a sin, okay? We need, we need to understand that it's a normal emotion that you're allowed to feel and that you're allowed to have. This, this sermon is not about you not getting angry. Now, I think that there's some ways that we need to, to begin to, to change some of that in our, our hearts and minds so that it doesn't become almost like cancerous to us. But the reality is this, is that it's okay to experience the emotion of anger, 
that means you're a human, okay? But what we also need to realize is that anger can lead us to sin. Anger can lead us to sin, and we've got to control that, and we've got to be careful with that as well. Our, our theme verse for this week, the, the verse that I would love for you to memorize, is this verse from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11. It says this, Fools give full vent to their rage, or I memorized it the way that I put it up on the, on the verse. Fools give full vent, uh, vent to their anger, but the wise bring calm in the end. Now, uh, I want us to, to pause and, and think about this. At, at any time when you had gotten angered and then you acted out on that anger, when, when you kind of came down from, from that moment, were you ever like, man, I just acted so wise in that moment. Man, I, I'm just so proud of my behavior, right? I'm just so, uh, so glad that I talked that way or I, I slammed the door in that way or you name it, right? Like, man, I just, I, I just seem so wise, right? I, I, I love how true and pure this verse is. The, the fool gives full vent to their anger, right? We're just, hey, we just let it go. But the wise, right? The, the wise keeps himself or brings calm in the end or keeps himself under control. See, we need to realize that when we do give this full vent to our anger, it doesn't make us look like the type of person that is a follower of God. Oftentimes, right, people look at us like, man, what's what's going on with that person? What's, what's going on in their life? And then uh, they get angry with you because of the way you are acting. So uh, here's some things that I would have us consider. You know, when we, when we kind of think to ourselves, you know what, we experience anger and we look foolish. What are some ways that anger kind of plays out when we give full vent to that rage in our lives? Some things like this, right? It, it may turn out looking like verbal abuse in some type of way. Well, we're throwing words around, and they're landing in places, and, and we always think to ourselves, man, it was just a little thing, but words matter, don't they? Right? They, they stick with you, and, and they can really not just land, uh, obviously, in a physical way, but they land in an emotional way that gets locked in your hearts at times. So when we give full vent to our anger, it looks like verbal abuse sometimes. Other times, it looks like vengeance. Right? We're, we're planning and plotting how we're going to get back at somebody. Sometimes it'll look like uh, in a physical way, in, in that way, that, hey, we're, we're acting out in anger, and all of a sudden, you know, like my brother punching me for pranking him, right? Uh, it, 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 it ends up landing that way. Other times, uh, when we get angry and we're giving full vent to it, some of you, instead of lashing out, you withdraw, right? And you retreat back, and, and then all of a sudden, your husband or your wife's like, talk to my spouse in a week. Maybe I should check on them, right? And it's just withdrawal. It's this quiet treatment. You're, you're thinking that you're doing the right thing by just staying quiet, but really your blood is still boiling. And right, if you're in that spot where you're just like, I'm fuming, I'm angered, then you're not winning just by staying quiet, right? We've still got to deal with that. Other ways that it shows itself is when we give full vent to our anger, we begin to feel unhappy, right? It, it's not the internal situation that we want to have, or we start blaming people for things as well. Anger is something 
that we don't want to live inside of us. It's something that we don't want to give full vent to. In fact, we want to be the wise person who says, I'm going to deal with this when I see this in me. I'm going to take care of this when I begin to notice this in my life. So, um, you know, some things that happen is when we choose to say, you know what? I'm not going to take care of this in the right way. Our anger can really lead to situations that aren't good. For instance, I remember growing up, there was an older brother of one of my friends, and, and this guy's name was Jimmy. I remember one day going to Jimmy's house and seeing him, and I was like, man, what did you do to your hand? And he's like, I punched a dumpster, and I broke my hand. And I was like, well, the dumpster won, buddy, all right? And, and literally, his hand's broken right there, and I'm just like, you're dumb. Like, why would you do that, right? And I remember a couple years punching a wall, after that, punching a wall because a girl broke up with me, right? But, um, but Jimmy, he, he's got that broken hand there, and there wasn't any kind of like, oh, I need to really watch my behavior now. Like, I, I need to change some things, right? And, and he kept kind of living his life. Fast forward a number of years later, uh, Jimmy gets cut off by some guy, and he follows that guy all the way to his house. And that guy gets out of his car, and Jimmy gets out of his car, and, and he goes up, and he begins to just beat that dad at his own house, okay? And Jimmy, because he didn't get his anger in check at a young age, later on he found himself in jail for a number of years. Because of something as silly as getting cut off, an accident that, that happened that there wasn't even an accident involved, he just boom, exploded, right? And who knows what else is going on in his life at that point that makes him follow that guy all the way there. But, but this stuff matters. If, if we put ourselves in a position where it's like, hey, no, I'm just gonna keep, you know, stuffing it down. And, and what do we do a lot of times, right? How do, we deal with anger so often in the wrong type of way, right? Because here's what the Bible says, it, it, once again, in Proverbs 29, verse 11, fools give full vent to their anger, but the wise bring calm in the end. So when we give full vent to our anger, we say, man, I don't, I don't want to give full vent to it, but what do we try to do to fix the problem sometimes? We'll do things like this, right? We'll, we'll bury the anger. Like, man, if I just stuff it down deep enough, if I compartmentalize it, then eventually it will go away. And we think that we've solved the problem by doing that. Or we begin to react in passive-aggressive ways, right? You're like, I'm not, I'm not really doing anything wrong, but then there's all these little things that you're doing on the side, and you're being passive-aggressive, showing that you haven't actually uh, dealt with the anger at all. You're just doing it in a way that seems a little more uh, likely for people to understand. Or you do rage and vent, and that's a place where we begin to really look uh, uh, just foolish in those moments. The other thing is this, is that we'll stew on it. We'll just have this resentment, and we just keep playing it over and over again in our head. We're not stuffing it down in this moment, but we're also not venting it, and it's just right at the tip of our lives, and it, it's spoiling everything else that you're doing in your walk because we just keep replaying that. We keep thinking about it. We keep having our blood boil in these types of way, right? And, and here's what happens. When we don't deal with anger in the right way, we always end up being the fool that gives full vent to our rage or, or our anger, right? You, you yell at a loved one, at a coworker, and, and what do we do in those moments? We, we break a relationship. Or 
we uh, continue to carry that resentment in our hearts and, and we become the ones who are really tortured by it, not another person. We think, oh, my anger towards them, it's justified, but you're the one who's having to deal with the unhappy life that you're walking through, right? Uh, carrying anger is something that we've got to be in this position where we say, I'm not going to deal with it in the foolish way anymore. I'm going to deal with it in the wise way. So what are some ways that we should deal with anger in the right way? What are some solutions for us to say, all right, uh, these steps, if we begin to take them, and I, I think there's lots of different steps in, in this, but when we say, I'm going to deal with anger in the right way, here are some things that I want to lay out for us today that we can control our anger in good ways. First one is this, that we need to spend time with God and in the Bible. Right, as we spend time with God, and this isn't to say many of you, right, you've been Christians for most of your life, and you know that you still struggle with anger. You know that you're still dealing with, with this in your life. So it doesn't mean just, oh, follow God, and all of a sudden you're not going to get angry anymore. But I do say this if you are specifically struggling with anger, and you're taking that to God, you're saying, God, I realize today I don't want to act like that anymore. I don't want to be the fool. I want to be the wise one. Guess what? When you start going to him in prayer very specifically about your anger, when you start reading his word and you, you read things like Proverbs 15.1 that says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger, and you start saying, all right, God, I'm praying for you to help me with this. God, I'm reading scripture around it. I'm, I'm going to start trying to give a gentle answer instead of a, a harsh answer. Like you start learning about, man, how, what, how do I control this anger in my life? When you start going to God with this specifically, I promise you, you're going to find answers in scripture. I promise you, God is going to help to change your heart in this way. Step two, and as I continue to go through this list, if our worship team wants to uh, get ready to come on up, that would be great. But step two is this. You've got to figure out what's causing anger. What is it? What are these triggers in your life that are causing anger? H have you diagnosed it at all? Because if it really is like a specific person or specific place for you, then here's what I want you to realize is that you may want to say, I, get, I gotta set up some boundaries with that trigger point in my life that begins to make me angry. Or you might think to yourself, uh, hey, you know what? For instance, if you're like, if you realize, you know, I, I always find myself getting frustrated when I'm driving, okay? What you might decide to do is say, I've gotta leave earlier. See, a lot of times we get frustrated because we have such a small margin of when we need to go leave a place and get to a place that all of a sudden any inconvenience just makes us blow up in the midst of it. And so you could do something specific like, I'm going to leave earlier, give myself a little more margin. Or you might say, all right, I'm, I'm tagging up with number one and number two, the points here and saying, all right, every time I get in the car, I know that this is a trigger point for me. So now what I'm going to do is before I leave, I'm going to pray. May God, will you help me have the right emotion in this? I don't want to be foolish in this moment. I want to be wise in this moment. Or number three, I would have you do this, is rethink what makes you angry. So if you find yourself getting angry about lots of little things, one of the things that we can do is begin to, to rethink it, right? Like the driving example. 
You know, I, I heard somebody say, probably in the last two weeks, he says, uh, when, when, somebody, when something happens and I want to get angry at the person that is driving in front of me, I just say, Lord, I'm going to believe in this moment that they're rushing to get to the hospital or something along those lines, right? We always go to the worst thing. Like, oh, that guy's a jerk. He's terrible. He's inconsiderate. Doesn't care about anyone. Or, or that lady's a crazy driver. Or like, you just go to the worst thing. But what if you rethink the situation? What if you tell yourself a different story in it? How does that begin to change our heart and our mind in it? We've got to challenge the irrational thoughts that come into our minds, right? You hear people laughing and you're like, oh, they're laughing at me. I know it. They're leaving me out. Or you could say, no, they're not laughing at me at all. In fact, what, what they're doing is they're just having a good time over there. I wish I had friends like that, right? Why is it got to be about us in a negative way? Or you might th- say things like, you know, maybe you, bad things happen. You're like, oh, bad things always happen to me. Or it could be, hey, we rethink the situation. Man, you know what? That stunk, but there, it could have been worse, right? Just a little bit of shifting changes the way that we emotionally experience something. We've got to change the way we think. We've got to avoid dwelling on it, right? When we just keep going to that same old negative well and we just dwell, dwell, dwell on this bad thing, we're only doing more harm to ourselves. We've got to stop doing that. We've got to learn to to deal with it. If we need to go ask forgiveness, if we need to, to get help with it, we need to just quit dwelling on it. We need to learn to confront the anger as well. And I think there's some good steps in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, that I'd love for us to look at. It it says this, and this probably sounds familiar to you, but Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So this verse is calling us to deal with the deal with the anger in our lives it says this initially right that in our anger that we shouldn't sin and right after that it says that we should deal with it in this timely way right do not let the sun go down on your anger but here's what i'd i'd say about that verse is it a lot of times we'll we'll use that almost like a the the second one about you know deal with it before the sun goes down is more important than the first one and i'd say they're both important so uh, here's what happens. If you're not ready to, to deal with or have the conversation about the issue that made you angry, and, and you're going to end up sinning because you're, you're at this place where you're about to give full vent to your anger, you need to wait even after the sun goes down to have that conversation, okay? I believe in the principle that says, hey, deal with it. Try to deal with it quickly, but if you're not ready to deal with it yet and you're going to react in, a, in the wrong way, you probably need to wait a little bit of time before you enter into that conversation. But also we need to know this, is that, does, that doesn't mean that we should just keep putting it off and keep putting it off. At some point, you've got to deal with it. At some point, you've got to have the hard conversation. And a lot of times, it is a hard conversation. It, it, it says this too, that we shouldn't allow it to, to give the devil a foothold. Do you believe that sometimes the devil is using your anger as a hammer to hit other people? 
He's using your anger. He's stirring that up in you in order to create separation between you and a friend, you and a coworker, you and a spouse, you and some children. He's got this foothold and he's using it. And we've got to know when sometimes there's, there's this spiritual war that's happening. And we so often, when we get angry, we look across at the person that we're angry with and we think they're the problem. But we know more than that. We know that there's a spiritual war going on. And we've got to realize that sometimes Satan's the one pulling those strings behind us. We've got to deal with anger in the right way. Because when we don't deal with anger in the right way, we give full vent to it. And we look foolish instead of looking wise. The last thing I would say this is you can't truly deal with anger if you haven't already given your life to Christ. You can't truly deal with anger if you haven't given your life to Jesus. Because until you've given your life to Jesus, you're the only one fighting that battle on your own. But when you turn and you say, Jesus, I can't do this on my own. I need you in my life. Then that's when you begin to have the power in your life to, to fight battles like anger and fight other battles that go on in our lives. So I would say this is today, if you, say, if you sit in here saying, you know what, I've got some things that I need to start correcting in this area. I'll tell you this, that'd be me as well. But if you, you say, hey, I, I, I've got some things in my life and you already know Jesus, he's the answer for you, right? You, you go back to him and you say, Jesus, help me with this. Help me be new in this area. But then also this, if you're in here today and you're realizing that and you haven't accepted Jesus yet, know that he really is the answer for you. He he came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect and sinless life, and died on a cross so that your sins could be forgiven. And all he says is that if you call on his name, accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you will be saved. Today could be that day for you. So here's what we're going to do, church. As we wrestle with this topic of anger in our lives, as we think about, God, how have I messed up with this? How have I given full vent to it and looked foolish instead of being wise? As we deal with that right now, I want you to just take all that to the Lord during this time of worship. Just saying, God, help me be better in this area. If there's somebody that you need to lean over to and say, hey, I'm sorry, do that in this moment. But if also you want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life and you'd like my help with that, I'd love to be able to talk with you about that or we'll have elders up front as well that would love to be able to pray with you about this issue as well. So church, let's stand now. Let's worship our Lord and Savior.